What's up, everybody? This is Kenzie from Daring to Cowboy on Instagram, and you're listening to the Stirrup Conversations podcast. As the equestrian industry continues to evolve, more questions are being raised and more focus is being placed on the welfare of our equine athletes. I'm sitting down to discuss this progression, celebrate our accomplishments, form a tighter community, and hear from people in the industry on how we can continue to better ourselves and our horses. Happy Sunday, guys. Welcome back to the Stir Up Conversations podcast. I'm going to eventually stop saying that I'm so excited, but today is not going to be that day because I am so excited to break down natural dentistry with you guys today. I wanted to preface this before you dive into the podcast. Um, One, I hope you guys know my heart by now, and that is I never wanted to come across or even remotely have the feel of this is like a this is like a judgment. You know what I mean? Like I I started this whole thing because I was struggling with not knowing what my options were, with not having a support system to help me when I'm I'm dealing with all of these things. And so when I started this podcast, this was like the space I wanted to create the space that I was lacking when I needed it. Um, and so far, I think we've done that just based on the messages that I get. And I just literally was like sitting there crying to my mom last night because I'm like, people like love this and it's gaining traction and I'm just, it, it continues to grow and you guys continue to blow me away. And I am just so incredibly, incredibly grateful. Um, to do this with you guys. So, uh, today we're going to be talking about natural dentistry. It is what I consider the foundation of everything that I did as far as the rehabilitation of the thoroughbreds went. However, this is not just for thoroughbreds. This is for anything. So I just want to put that out there. Everything that I'm going to be throwing at you guys is not just for thoroughbreds. It's for any and every breed of horse covers it all. Um, so we're going to jump into this, but I just, you know, obviously I just want to touch base that way you guys know where I'm coming from. Um, it is only from a place of love and from a desire to give you guys the tools that have helped me that I wasn't freely given. So that is that. As always, if you would like to connect on Instagram, you can follow me over at Daring to Cowboy if you want to see my baby's faces. They're so cute. Um, and then, as always, if you are not already subscribed, be sure to hit that subscribe button as well as smash the notification bell so you never miss an episode. I will tell you guys, there are a couple interviews in the works. I am so excited about. Uh, I think they're going to be game changer. I think that it's going to be something that really connects with everybody. And I'm really excited to get to bring that to the table for you guys. Without further ado, let's just hop right into this. 
Hey guys, welcome to the first part of rehabbing off the track thoroughbreds. Now, this can be applied to any breed, not just thoroughbreds. This is just what I did. These were the steps that I took to rehab the thoroughbreds that I've had, as well as some helping um, some friends with their thoroughbreds. So today I wanted to talk about natural balance horse dentistry. And this is kind of one of those things where I know people are going to have a lot of opinions. Um, I personally will not power float my horses. Uh, and I'm obviously I'm going to kind of cover why I won't do that in this. Um, but I, I choose to go with the natural balance just because I've seen the effects of it and they are 10 times better than just floating a horse. So I'm going to, we're going to just kind of jump into this. It's going to be a lot of information that I'm going to throw at you guys. Um, if you would like it further broken down, if there's things that maybe you just don't quite follow or I'm going to try to make this as easy as possible, but if you have questions, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. Um, my messages are always open to you guys. I hope, I hope you guys know that by now. Um, but so let's just, let's just jump into this. So the idea behind or the science behind the natural balance horse dentistry is to realign the jaw to achieve optimal neuromuscular, proprioceptive, and physical function of the horse's TMJ. And if you don't know what the TMJ is, it is, um, it's basically, it's, it's the point right above their eye, in between their eye and their ear. And I mean, it's just like us on a, on a human level, it controls the jaw. Um, so what they do is they actually adjust the molar table surfaces to have atomically correct inclination of the teeth, which is about eight to 10 degrees is that angle that you really want to get. You can't get that by power floating. Um, so what the, the natural balance does is it balances the TMJ and maximizes the surface to surface contact of the teeth, which also allows the horse to have full bodily function of its jaw. Um, it's pretty basic and I'm going to assume that you all know this, but when a horse's jaw cannot move properly, the rest of their body can't move properly. That's why you see horses who have to like tilt and angle their head just to turn it to the side. Their TMJ is locked. They don't have that... Um, I guess you would call it horizontal movement of the jaw when they're grinding. So basically when they turn their head, their jaw doesn't move right. It, it locks or it can actually go too far. Um, but so that's kind of the idea behind balancing and giving that surface contact. So everything moves well and hits where it's supposed to. Um, you know, obviously, when you have eruption of their teeth without proper wear, it, it does lead to unnatural length and angles of their incisors, which inhibit the correct function of the jaw. And that's where you get that long tooth look in the horses. So that's that's the goal of, of doing a natural balance. Um, so 
you know, why, why don't I do power floating? Um, the first reason is, you know, it's difficult to be precise and make minor adjustments in floating. You just kind of, they just kind of saw away up in there. And, you know, by now, I think we all have, maybe some more than others, but we all have this idea, this basic knowledge that everything in a horse's body correlates to everything else. So that principle, naturally, the logical explanation would be that their mouth has greater function than just chewing it affects the rest of their body um and there's you know with the power floating there's a real danger of changing too much in their jaw too fast it can cause long-term neurological damage and structural damage to the teeth that can be permanent if you take too much away too fast and as much as i'd love to say oh all dentists or all vets are like fully capable they're not and that's that's just the truth, unfortunately. The other thing to think about is the position that the horse's head is held in while power while being power floated. It's actually held when you when you think about it, it's held in an unnatural position. And therefore, when they're up in there, you know, balancing the teeth, they're balancing them to an anatomically incorrect position just based on the way they hold their head. The other thing that, you know, was something that was big for me was the fear level that the power tools commonly induce. Um, I've yet to meet a horse that can be power floated without sedation. And my horses get their teeth adjusted without sedation. It gets to the point where they enjoy it and they actually show you exactly where they need adjusted. So it's a huge difference just based on the response. So the other thing to think of is by 20, a horse's TMJ is locked into the position that it's at. Once they hit 20, it is basically impossible to reverse the damage to their TMJ. By 25, eruption of the teeth completely stops. So if you have a horse that's been power floated its entire life, the dysfunction of their jaw and their body is irreversible at 20. Then there's the opposite side of things, and that's where people are like, well, wild horses don't have dentists. True. But they eat at least 20 hours a day with their heads, you know, down in that natural position. And as their incisors are erupting, they're also wearing at the same time because wild horses are constantly eating. So they're able to maintain that length and angle. And the interesting thing is, is when you look at most horses coming out of the wild, their length and angle of the tooth is that of a five-year-old their entire life. Domesticated horses are the only horses that become long in the tooth. Also, just the grasses that the wild horses are eating are a lot different. They're very high in silica, which is a natural abrasive, so that does help in the 
naturally filing down their teeth to keep them moving properly. The other thing is just common, common knowledge, natural selection. You know, structurally unsound horses don't live long and therefore they don't reproduce. So you're not going to see a wild horse with bad feet or bad teeth. The same principle applies, but also their natural environment keeps their teeth functioning properly. The other thing to think about is, you know, wild horses aren't asked to jump a five foot fence or spin on a dime. They're not asked to, you know, extend their trot, do sliding stops or run barrels or even like move laterally over a pole. Anything that, you know, we kind of bring to the table, wild horses aren't asked to do. So if they don't have full function of their TMJ, if their jaw locks a little bit and it causes some dysfunction in the body, it's not the end of the world because basic function is there for them. It's essential. They, they wouldn't be alive if it wasn't there. But we have domesticated horses that we require to do all of these things while their mouth is in complete, complete dysfunction. And it's not fair to them because it hurts. It's just, okay. <laughs> but the other thing to think about is very seldom are they aggressively inbred either, which is a huge problem. And I think anyone who follows breeding closely can attest to the fact that we are inbreeding horses more and more. So that's also a problem. The other question that I get asked a lot when I when I talk about this is, will my horse eat better? Yes, 1,000 times yes. So when there are imbalances in the jaw, then TMJ is in dysfunction and it impairs the horse's reflexes and that affects how they eat. Balanced, dense, uh, balanced dentistry opens the neuromuscular system that sends nutrients to the horse's muscle. This... Also, once you balance the mouth, it also leads to the correct saliva amount, which equals a healthy digestive system for the horse. And it's just my opinion, but a healthy gut equals a healthy mind in horses. And you might have caught what I said earlier about it um, leading to neurological problems. So the other thing I get asked a lot are, is our teeth actually neurological? And yes, absolutely. The, um, the teeth affect the biomechanics of the horse's jaw, of their head position, neck position, as well as the whole body. Studies show changes made by humans will result in, neurolo in neurologic adaption, cartilage and bone remodeling and functional changes in the whole horse. And that's just us touching their teeth. So the, the other thing, you know, that you see when you go messing around in the horse's mouth is it also creates chronic, uh, chronic tension in their head and neck area, which affect the entire neuromusculature of the body. A horse's balance and posture are closely related to the TMJ function. So when there's distortion in the head and the neck, 
caused by dental imbalance, it impacts the horse's reaction to the information and the environment that they're in. As well as when the TMJ is imbalanced, the info on the posture being sent to the brain is incorrect. So the horses actually lose the correct feel of where their body is in space and time, which causes poor posture, compromised movement, shorter strides, lameness, one-sidedness, and body work that doesn't stick. Let me tell you, all of those, all of it, the poor posture, compromised movement, shorter strides, lameness, one-sidedness, body work that wasn't sticking, all of that was my horses. All of it. Do you know when that changed? When their teeth were balanced. If a horse's brain doesn't know exactly where the rest of the body is in relation to the head, control of its movements will be impaired. So that's a very quick breakdown of why I do it. So, but I want to give you guys like application because I think application is huge to anything because it's really easy for me to sit here and spit out all the scientific facts and be like, this is why you should do this, this, and this. But again, I've lived it. So it's a lot easier for me to like stand behind it when I've lived through it. Um, but to take you back to 2016, my family moved down to Georgia from Pennsylvania. If you know anything about Pennsylvania versus the South is that we had really, really great grass in Pennsylvania. Winters were cold, winters were hard, but spring, summer, fall, you know, we had enough rain. We had so much grass. It was so easy to feed the horses. The pasture sustained them for most of the year. Then we moved down to Georgia. Now, granted, when we moved down, Georgia was in a drought, so it wasn't great timing. But the grass itself is different. The It's just not as lush as it was up in, in PA. So our horses had a really hard time adjusting. Um, we really struggled with them for a few months with their weight and losing muscle mass. And even though we were, you know, working with the vet and everything, the answers seemed to just be give them time. Then I found out about the balanced dentistry. And I decided to give it a try because at this point I was like, what else do I have to lose? So we did this. And when you do it, you have to give it three months to work because it takes the horse's body three months to completely reset. So I did it. Three months, all of the horses started gaining weight. I kid you not, three weeks after the three-month mark, they were all completely back up to weight. And they were thin, like thin, thin. So all of, all of the struggle that I had for months before went away. So naturally, when I got my thoroughbred, the first thing I did was get his teeth balanced because I know, you know, if he was on the track, one, he either never had his teeth floated, Two, he was power floated. Viserion was power floated. So we had to do a lot of correction to his mouth. 
Rian was never power floated, so his teeth were in a more natural state. He needed balanced, but he has a really good mouth, and he's never going to have the issues that so many other horses have because he's never been power floated. So he will forever have the natural balance dentistry. And let me tell you, there is very little dysfunction in his body. It is amazing. Um, you know, the way, the way I, the way I see it is I was given information and once you have information, like I said last time, it's it's your responsibility to do something with that information. Um, and I'm more than happy to give you guys the information of the lady that I use. Um, you know, there's no secrets here. But I do this because... My horses deserve better. And how can I ask them to go do a sport when their body is not equipped physically to do that? And it doesn't matter how much you run the pattern or how much you practice. If their TMJ is locked, their body is locked. So... You know, that that's why I do what I do. Um, as far as outside resources, if you look up um, the natural balance dentistry, there's actually a full-blown college up in New York who literally this is all they teach. The other thing that you can look up is the TMJ, Beauty in the Bite, which was released by the Barefoot Horse magazine. And the importance of incisors, which was released by the Equine Wellness Magazine. So this is out there. This is known information. It's just not talked about as much because it's way easier to have the vet out to come float your horse's teeth. Um, and I will say, you know, the information that I'm going to be sharing in this in this series. You're either going to agree with or you're going to say that's too much work. Or maybe maybe you guys know something better. And if you do, I am all ears. Like, I, I want it to be very known that I am willing to learn. I am very, very much a student of the horse. So if there is something that I'm missing here, then I want to know. Um, but I would challenge you, you know, if you're not, if you're not in a position where you're willing to change what you're doing based on information learned, then the series probably isn't for you. Just because when I started digging into this stuff, I had to change a lot of what I was doing. I had to give up a lot of former misconceptions, um, habits, all of that. And it's uncomfortable and change is uncomfortable and growth is uncomfortable, but... I will say that coming out of it, it's why I'm so passionate about it, because I've seen the changes in my horses. And not just in my horses, but in other people's horses. And it's amazing, it's amazing what their body is capable of doing when given the proper tools 
to do it. Their, their bodies are made to heal themselves if we would just get out of the way. So that's what I'm going to leave you with today. Um, like I said, my DMs are always open. If you have questions or want to break this down further, I am completely all ears and willing to discuss this with you guys. And I hope you do stick around. Because we, we're going to be talking about a lot and we all just might learn something. I'll see you guys next week.